Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, so I want to welcome everyone to the New Work Revolution podcast. This is your host, Brandon Allen. And today I want to spend a little time on a subject that I haven't really talked about in a while, and that topic is marketing. And the reason this came to my mind is I was recently doing a talk at an event that I was uh, part of, and one of the talks that I do is called Total Experience Design, which happens to be the same name as the book that I released last fall. And the premise is, how do you stand out in a crowded market with so many options that people have available to them today, especially with the type of businesses that I work with, a lot of service-based businesses with people that are just trying to get their name out and really position themselves as someone who's a different option. So how do we do that? And the question that I have for you, and this is something for you to ponder as we talk today, is what kind of experience does your marketing create currently? What does that experience look like? And I know as I ask this, a lot of times what we do is very tactic heavy. We'll just, hey, we have a Facebook page because some guy told us at a seminar that we should have a Facebook page. So we got a Facebook page. Or I put a couple of videos on YouTube because someone told me, hey, you should have videos on YouTube. How come you don't have videos on YouTube? So I put a couple of videos on YouTube. I haven't put a video on YouTube in two years, but I've got a couple of videos there. Uh, someone told me once I had to open up a Twitter account. So I, uh, I opened up the Twitter account and I gave it the, uh, the, the standard Twitter message of, hey, Twitter world, not really sure how to use Twitter, but glad to be here. And then we never hear from you again. And I laugh about that. That sounds kind of funny, but you'd be amazed at how many people write Twitter messages like that. So uh, think about your experience. Think about how marketing is a big part of that. And this is there's, there's a few specific holes in someone's marketing plan that I want to point out, especially with a small business. And the first one is the fact that you don't have a plan. There's no strategy around the marketing that's done. So all the marketing that's done tends to be very tactic heavy. And this is the difference between me and maybe an industry specific coach that you might work with is that I don't look at just tactic and tactics and say, hey, do this, do this, try this, do this. There has to be an overlying strategy. And so those of you who are familiar with my workshops and some of the things that I do know that I love this quote by Sun Tzu from The Art of War that says, Strategy without tactics is the slow road to victory, but tactics without strategy is the noise before defeat. Because we can try all these different things in marketing, but if there's no purpose behind what it is that we're doing, then all the things that we do are meaningless. I mean, they really don't have impact or meaning in our business. So the first thing is that you need to ask yourself is, do I have a marketing strategy? What are you trying to accomplish? Your strategy could be something like, hey, I want to get a certain type of person that that uh, values and cares about these types of things. And I'm going to market this year in a way that brings in those types of people or gets my message in front of those types of people to bring them in to do that. And there's a lot of ways that you can do that. So think about your strategy. What is your goal? 
What do you want to have happen? What's the overarching theme of what you're trying to accomplish with regards to your marketing? The second thing is, is your message. And this is so important. When people talk to me about marketing, a lot of times they're like, Brandon, I've got a marketing problem. We're not bringing in enough clients. We're not bringing in enough patients. We're not bringing in enough customers. What is going on? Can you help me fix this? And a lot of times when I look at a business and I look at their marketing, rarely do they actually have a marketing problem, but what they actually have is a lack of clarity on what their message is and who they are. So one of the places that I always start, and I want to invite you to, if you're listening to this and you want some clarity on your message and and your big picture why, uh, Visionary About Vision is a workshop that I have coming up. Uh, July 18th and 19th of 2014, in case you're going to listen to this uh, sometime in the future, but that's here in Salt Lake. You should definitely check that out because as we think about our message, the reason why we're not clear on our message is kind of back to what I've talked about before in terms of having time to think and having time to really reflect and being self-aware. Well, there's self-awareness for your business as well. And how self-aware your business is about what it is and what it isn't goes a long way to really getting your message in front of the people that you want to work with. And, and uh, you know, I've heard it said a lot of times that, look, creating the message is easy when you know who you are and why you exist and what you're about. If you know the positioning tool of what separates you from other people, if, you're, if you've got that dialed in, you can message your business all day long. It's very easy to create those narratives. So when you think about your business, think about the foundational elements of your business. What is your mission? What is your vision? Where are you going? And what are your values? And I see a lot of times where business owners market in a way that's contrary to the values of their business. And they do so at their own peril. And they realize they've spent thousands of dollars on a marketing channel that really doesn't resonate with them and it doesn't really speak to who their business is and who they are. So as we as we talk about this, get clear about what those things are for your business. But another piece to this, and I think this is so powerful, is what does your business stand for? When you think about your business, what does your business stand for in the marketplace? Where are you taking a stand for good in your particular area? But a flip side to this is, what is your business against? And I always use a, an example of smart car as a really uh, funny example of someone. This is a company that's willing to take a stand. And smart car, you know, basically says, "Look, there's smart things that you can do in this world, and there's dumb things that you can do in this world." And some of the dumb things that they talk about is overconsumption, uh, buying a big coffee when all you want is a small one, uh, getting two for one when all you are is one. Uh, buying a Hummer, anything that gets uh, a miles per gallon uh, that are you know in the in the 11s, 12s to you know 13s, and eating anything bigger than your head. I mean, they talk about all these different things in their ads, and they have very clearly said, "Look, a smart car is for the type of person that is about being a responsible consumer," and. For all of us, I mean, I think all of us to some degree want to be responsible consumers, but for some of us, we don't value that the same way. Um, some people value being a responsible consumer as one of their top five values. Other people, it might be 15, and there might be a lot of other values that they put before 
smart consumption. So smart consumption and smart cars are for those people that one of their high values is being smart consumers in this world, making sure that we don't fill up landfills with uh, unnecessary junk and all these things. That maybe doesn't resonate with you, but there are some people who are listening to this who say, you know what, that's me. That's who I am. And it's not good or bad. It just says, hey, listen, if this is you, then we're the place for you. If it's not you, probably don't come, right? And this is something that I've had to get very clear on in my business because I really, look, when you work as a business consultant and a business coach, your business can be for any business owner. It really can. But the reality is, is my business isn't for every single business. In fact, my business is only for those people who recognize that they're in a situation in their business currently where they want to move forward or they've gotten complacent and they're just willing to do the work. One of the questions that I ask people in the screening process in my business is, Are there is there anything that you're unwilling to do as a business owner that is within the... Uh, the uh, parameters of ethics, because obviously I, I'm not going to ask someone to do something that's against the law or is unethical. Um, that's not the way I do business, and that's not the way that my clients do business. So I always ask that question. Look, within the parameters of ethics, is there anything in your business that you're unwilling to do? And what I want to know is how committed is this person to getting the results that they're looking for? Are they committed? Because some people are interested in getting better results, but some people aren't interested or they're, they're not committed to getting these results. So they're interested in it, but they're not committed. They think, you know, that'd be great if I got better results, but if push came to shove, if someone really spelled out for me clearly what was lacking and what I could do to change my results, I probably wouldn't do anything different. I'm comfortable with where I'm at. And there's a lot of business owners out there that are comfortable with where they're at. They're not they're, they're not hurting. They're not suffering. They're not starving to death. They're doing just fine. There's dysfunction in their business and they know it, but they're okay with that. And they they think about changing it from time to time, but they're really not committed to that. So for me, if you're not committed to that result, then my practice is not for you. It's just not. Our coaching will be a failure because you're not willing to commit the time and the resources and the energy to changing things about your business. You're committed to how things have always been, and that's fine. I have no problem with that. I just like to get very clear about that up front of my sales process so that I can then invite someone to maybe do something else with their time, effort, and resources. So who is your business for? What is your business for? What is your business against? Take a stand against certain things. So get clear on the message. The last thing, and this is so important, we all have channels, or let's call them tactics, but we have channels that we market our business through. So one of our channels is Internal marketing and getting referrals. That's a big channel for a lot of my service-based business owners. Another channel is social media, your website, YouTube, um, email marketing, radio advertising, television advertising, going out into the marketplace and doing events, speaking. So there's a lot of different channels that we have in our business. But the reality is, is I'm always amazed at how little these channels connect together. So if I'm out in the community speaking at an event, one of the things that I always see speakers do that I can't 
figure out why is they do an event without a leave behind. They don't leave anything behind to give people a next step, or they don't invite someone to fill out something to get connected in the future. They just speak, they give their can- their content, people applaud, they shake some hands, they leave. Now, someone who's super, super interested may reach out and say, hey, I'm interested in checking this out. But for a lot of people, they're not going to do anything with that. And they're just going to say, okay, well, that was nice. Um, so are your channels connected? This is one of the things that I saw. This is a, a real-life example. I saw a training video that someone had did. It was a really good video, and people were commenting on the, on the channel on YouTube. They were commenting about a video. They were like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Where can I find parts one, two, and three and all these things? They had all these questions. How can I buy this? The problem with that is, is why are people asking you on your YouTube videos how they can get more information? Put a link to your website on there. Put some kind of a next step. Put a phone number. I don't care what it is, but put a next step. I see so many videos on YouTube that have no next step. There's no link in the description. There's no link on the video. There's no phone number. It's nothing. It's like a good video. Hey, this is so-and-so. Go through the training. People think it's awesome, and now what do I do, right? You've literally created a marketing dead end for them, and when someone gets a marketing dead end, that's a bad experience, but think about your website. Your website is probably the biggest violator of experience that's out there. Most people put up a website, and they never look at it, so things like, and some of the most egregious violations are having employees on your website that no longer work there. Like, oh, hey, how long has Dr. So-and-so been there? Oh, that guy quit like two years ago. Oh, he's still on your website. Um, having incorrect address or contact information. Having pages that aren't complete. So I, I remember seeing someone's about page, and it was like a one sentence. It was one sentence and then five bullet points. And I looked at that, and I'm like, hey, man, why why is your about us page look like that. It looks like it looks like you just put a note in there and then didn't go pack and finish the note. And the guy looked at me and he said, oh my God, I did do that. I put a note in there and I was going to go back and fill it out and I never did it. And I'm like, how long has this site been up? He's like, four years. Four years. He's got this sentence and then he's got just these bullet points of like where he went to school and you know, just a couple things like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what are people thinking when they look at this? And look, when I go to a dentist, for instance, I work with a lot of dentists. When I go to a dentist, you know what I want dentists to be good at? I want them to be really good at attention to detail. I think as a dentist, that's really important. I want to make sure that you work on the right teeth, all those different things. I really want you to be precise. If you're my dentist, I want precision. So if I look at your website and I see anything but precision on your website, I start to get really nervous about what I'm going to experience when I go in and get the work done that I need to get done. So Think about this. Think about how your channels connect. Do all roads lead back to your website? Do Does your website allow for people to experience other things that you have out in the marketplace, videos that you've created, papers that you've done, books that you've written, all these different things? Are there ways for people to know that? Are there ways for people to really hear about your social media presence and connect with you when they're inside of the office? Are there ways for people to pass out information easily about who you are and what you do to their friends and family? How well are your channels connected? 
And this is huge. This is one of the most overlooked aspects of the marketing experience. And when we have all the channels connected, so that if I go to YouTube, there's a place for me to go. If I go to your website, there's something that tells me to call the office for an appointment or click here for an appointment. Um, if I go to uh, Facebook, it leads me to do something else. If I get an email from you, there's a call to action to do something else. If you see me speak at an event, there's a next step. If you see me uh, you know, at a, at a fair or, or an expo, you know, there's a next step for me to move forward and take that next step. So think about your marketing. Think about your plan. Think about the experience. Are you being strategic? Are you clear on your message? And are all your channels connected and working together? If you get these things right, you will stand out in this marketplace. You'll give people the kind of information that they're looking for, and they'll know what to do next, and you will get the type of results that you want in your business as a result. So I want to thank everyone for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast this week. If you enjoyed the podcast, if you felt like this was valuable, please rate it in iTunes. Please share it with your friends and associates. Again, I want to thank you for listening. This is Brandon Allen, New Work Revolution podcast. I am signing off. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.